Recording in progress. Hello. Hello. Can you, you can't see me yet. Okay. <laughs> there Hi. you are. Hi. Hey, how's it going? Good. How are you? I'm doing well. Oh. Do I I'll, just call you Zach? Yeah, that's, that works Zach. just fine. Okay. Is it just you or is Jim joining us today? No, it's just me today. Okay, cool. Yeah. How have you been? I've been pretty good. Um, can't wait for the spring to set in, though, because it's always drags on in February and half of March here. So. Right. Where are you located? I'm in uh, North Racine. Oh, okay. Where are you? Where are you sitting? Uh, we're in Grafton, north okay. of Milwaukee. It's a beautiful day today. That's yeah, that's a good thing. I know, good thing. <laughs> Welcome to the Wisconsin Music Podcast. to introduce you to the great musicians and music businesses and organizations of Wisconsin. Every week, Wisconsin Music Podcast will be bringing you great information on what's happening in the Wisconsin music world. For our music-loving listeners, we'll bring you music that you haven't even heard of yet from unique and talented artists and hear about their journey so far. You'll either hear live performances of their songs or songs from their selected discography. For our musicians out there wondering what they can do to further their recognition, we'll be calling upon Wisconsin music businesses and organizations to enlighten you on what they're doing to help further your music journey. And now, here's your host, Zach Fell. Thanks, Dean. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Wisconsin Music Podcast. This week, we have a repeat guest, Peggy James. Peggy was my very first guest back in September of 2020. She has a new album out called The Parade. And in her press release, it says, The Parade is an album of quiet strength, fervent hope, and unshakable faith. The Parade, which is her sixth album, stands on the strong shoulders of previous releases. It's a best of and a what's new, featuring five new recordings of favorite songs from her earlier album and six new songs written back in 2021. Like her previous albums, many influences can be heard, yet the parade refuses to be easily categorized, and yet it is rooted above all in the ballad and storytelling traditions of American country music. Peggy accompanies herself throughout the parade on acoustic guitar. Most of the other instrumental tracks were performed by her producer and longtime musical partner, Jim Ianelli, who endows the music with its genre-spanning scope. Common themes recur throughout the parade. There is a devotion that comes with caring deeply about another person, but also the search for direction and guidance in a time of confusion. One of Peggy's earlier songs re-recorded for the parade called Joan of Arc sounds timelier today than when it was released back in 2010. It's an account of a woman of conviction standing straight and moving forward against all obstacles. The parade was released digitally on November 19th of last year, 2021 and a CD release will be followed in 2022. For more information on Peggy James, visit her Facebook page, facebook.com slash Peggy James Musician. So let's get right into the second interview with Peggy here on the Wisconsin Music Podcast. 
Well, thank you so much for being back on the Wisconsin Music Podcast. It's been a bit. Mm-hmm. When was the last time we were on together? Oh, I know the episode came out in the end of September, so it had to be, I think, August or something that we did the, the interview. Oh, okay. So yeah. a lot has probably happened over the last year and a half. Yeah. For you. Well, we got another album out. <laughs> right. So we're going to get talking about that very soon, but let's remind the listeners and the new listeners, um, kind of like your background and how you're connected with Wisconsin and kind of like just a quick, brief uh, musical origin story for you. Okay. Um, well, I was born in Milwaukee on the east side. And uh, when I was 10 years old, um, my dad moved the whole family out to where his brother was in Phoenix. So... That's where I really grew up. You know, those are the years you grow up until you're a teenager and senior in high school and stuff. So um, I was around a lot of country western music there, which I really kind of like the country western better than like the Nashville feel. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I, my dad, he, he played guitar and he wrote songs. So he got me my first guitar and then... I started writing when I was pretty young, but I never saved any of those songs. <laughs> now I wish I had. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, then uh, eventually we moved back to uh, Wisconsin again, and uh, I didn't really record much um, any music until probably. Oh, 1990s, I um, came in touch with Mike Hoffman. Okay. And uh, he produced my first two records. But he really, um, you know, we sat in the, in the kitchen and he said, play me your songs. I said, well, which songs? And he said, all your songs. <laughs> and he <laughs> said, yeah, we can work with that. So um, the first, we actually, the first one we did was a demo it was called Help Me Out. But the guitar work was so great on that demo that I eventually made it into like an album Okay. called Help Me Out. And then we also did Crossroad Moment together. And uh, that was really cool. And unfortunately, you know that he passed away, right? Yeah. So um, that's sad. He was very talented and um, we were good friends. And uh, But then later on, I quit playing for a while, and then um, I needed someone, a, a lead guitar player. And so I put the word out for that, and Jim Ianelli said that he would play guitar with our, we had like a trio, okay. Mike Cashew and I and, and Jim. That's how we kind of started to get to know each other. And um, then he had a recording studio in his house, and we, uh, well, we've done now, um, four albums together. I mean, and the, the what are, the, what are those four albums? Huh? I said, what was the names of those four albums? Oh, four albums. We did Joan of Arc. Then we did Nothing in Between. Then we did Spain, uh, Paint Still Wet. And mm. now we did um, The Parade. The Parade. Right. Which is your newest album, obviously. And last time you were on, we talked about paint. And um, so what was like, the difference of different approaches between those last two albums for you? The last two? Um, well, you're talking about now um, 
paint still wet and the parade? What's Correct. the difference? Yep. Uh, I think we took a lot more time with paint still wet. And we had a lot more musicians play on that. Uh, we had a lot of local musicians play on that one. And uh, do you want me to mention who they were? Um, if you want, yeah, I mean, might as well. If they're, if they're especially if they're Wisconsin uh, musicians. Yeah, they they're all Wisconsin. Um, you know, Daryl Sturmer from yep. Genesis. He's from Wisconsin. He lives not far from here. Jim Liban, the old blues harp player. Yep. Uh, Anna Vafai, She's from uh, New York. And uh, Johnny Calarco. He's been in a lot of bands. Victor Span. He moved to Minneapolis. Connie Grower and Guy Ferentini and Little Rev. So that's that's a lot of local musicians. Yeah, definitely. And um, but this time we had went back into some of our songs that we thought were our favorites that kind of had really good vocals or uh, but they needed tweaking, you know. So we worked about five of the songs we worked on uh, reproducing those into something that we would um, sound wise, vocal wise, everything uh, was updated and um, we have much better equipment now than we had before. So uh, yeah, we worked on some of the older ones and released some singles as kind of like a foretaste before the album was done. And we kind of crammed it in more to get this one done. So we had uh, the six new songs and uh, really it was done like in a year. And if I look back on it now, we did three albums in three years. That's, that's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot. Yes. Especially when albums take a while to go from start to finish. Yeah. But um, there was a real flow to it. I mean, there wasn't a lot of trying to write or trying to do this and that because we were so kind of isolated in a way and winter and stuff like that. It was right. We had a lot of time to work on this and uh, it was fun. We It's always fun with, with uh, Jim and I recording together because it just happens and it's a fun thing. It's not stressful or anything like that. Yeah. So, I mean, Paint Still Wet came out in, was it in, in 2020 when that came out? Oh, uh, that was, yeah, 2021. It came out in early 2021. And mm -hmm. then um, obviously COVID's still going on, a lot stronger than it is hopefully now. Um, mm -hmm. What did you do with that album to, you know, tour wise and promotion wise? What were your steps for that? Uh, we did not tour on either of those last two. We just spent time recording. Okay. Um, and uh, Gary Channon, he is our PR guy. So he's really good at sending it out all over the world. And it's playing in France and Germany, we're getting some reviews back from Germany and London and Canada. So, uh, and even Brazil. So we're getting a lot of good feedback and that to us is like the most important. Of course, you know, we don't expect to make any money these days with music. So <laughs> <laughs> that's our reward is just hearing what other people think. Because when you write something, you always wonder, what are other people going to think of this song? You know? Right, right. 
<laughs> and um, so you didn't tour, um, but have you been playing or have you not been playing at all out? Not, not recently, no. No, um, okay. Hopefully I'm going to have maybe a couple more acoustic shows um, coming up um, this year. Okay. Um, so kind of take us through the process of the newest album now, kind of like your mindset. I mean, I know you talked about older songs and newer songs, but kind of like try to get inside your, your head a little bit here and kind of what was the main uh, focus for this album? Well, there's never any main focus with me writing um, because each song is so different. So it's just, I get in this mood. I think of an idea. I try to become that person in the song because all of my songs are kind of a story. There's a story to them. Okay. I try to become that person and, and how they would feel in that situation. And um, it's kind of like, you know, if I was an actress, I would have to become someone else. So most of these are not really talking about me personally. Um, but it's the idea of like the first song I go with me. Um, I got that idea from a good friend. We know that, uh, he's in AA, you know, and okay. that's one of the things, you know, you can't just think that you're going to change by going somewhere else or, you know, you've got to change within. I, that was the concept of the song, the story, um, Wherever I go, I go with me. So you're, you go along no matter what changes you make. Um, and uh, so that's basically like, this, you know, and then Hard Times, that's a song about the current times. I was pretty, I don't know, I'm pretty upset about a lot of things going <laughs> on. So I wanted to write a song because I had this deep feeling in me of, warning like you know and i wanted to write a song about the current situation but i didn't want to take sides you know i wanted to um show that we're all americans and um you know it's it's kind of sad that we are so divided and um so that's what hard times is about Could be hard 
it spreads from room to room. It doesn't care for color. It doesn't pick or choose. If we don't stop the spreading of these sordid evil lies, there'll be nobody left to tell the tale how we survive. Let's see. Oh, indoor cat is a funny story. Okay, yes. <laughs> Let's hear about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, actually, I wrote this song, and it had all different words to it, but I didn't really think it. I didn't like it. So I rewrote the whole song, um, and it was a hard song to put together because I didn't have a bridge to it. I only had three verses. And then we recorded it before. And then I thought, oh, this has to have a bridge. So I thought of a bridge and I had to fit it in with the chords of the other verses. And then um, in mastering, they had quite a hard time mastering this song because of the way it goes. But so they fit in the bridge in there. And instead of, they couldn't fit it in right. <laughs> so Gary, luckily, he had this machine he just bought where instead of fading out, you mm -hmm. can fade in. Okay. And so that's how the bridge, it fades. It sounds like the song is almost ending, but then you fade in with the bridge and then it worked. And um, I'm surprised at how many people like that song because we had such a hard time with it. But it's interesting, you know, you would think, you know, that everybody would kind of feel how you feel about it but they they feel quite different sometimes about something that you've done. yeah well they don't know all the background you know <laughs> right exactly so was it that 
you recorded the song without the bridge and then you recorded the bridge at a different time and then they had to try to put it in during mastering is that the yeah concept? okay exactly Stay in port tonight The west wind's picking up And the waves are rolling high So they took the time To gather round and talk sailor talk And in the morning They forgot what they talked about
So where did you record um, this new album? Um, it's in uh, Happy Re Happy Growl Records uh, studio. Okay. And w is that um, you and Jim's studio or is it a separate studio? It's Jim's studio. He okay. built it and everything. Okay. So is this like a private studio or is there is it up where other people can come and record at? Um, it's pretty private. Um He's recording one of his songs right now. Little Rev has recorded a whole album here, but just close friends and those that, you know, we want to have come. Well, yeah, understandable, especially if it's a private <laughs> studio, you know. Uh -huh. Well, that's great. And then, um, so we talked about a few songs from the album. Is there some more that you want to talk about that that's on there? Well, the last song is the title track, The Parade. Okay. And it's about um i i was in a parade twice you know there's a big difference between being in the parade and being an observer of the parade so i thought about this and um you know i had so much fun being in a parade i wanted to write a song about it okay but then it kind of evolved into how life is like a daily parade you know the city goes on and everybody gets up in the morning and you start the same old parade right right and so um kind of evolved into that and uh but i was really happy with it and it turned into a really nice rock song
Wow, really, really big sounding, and the harmonies were really right on right on point. So, sounds <laughs> yeah. really, really good. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it was like there's like it doesn't sound overdone or overproduced. It just sounds really natural and sounds like what you would probably hear at like a live concert. Mm hmm. Yeah, that's kind of like how we like it to be. So, thank you. <laughs> and um, so what about? So we've talked about the parade. We talked mm -hmm. about um, I go with me. Um, mm -hmm. Hard hard times was another one that you talked about. Mm -hmm. uh, indoor. We talked about indoor cat. Yeah. Um, Thousand reasons. What's that one about? Oh, that's uh, one of the older ones that we resurrected. Okay. <laughs> and it's really a good radio song. I mean, it's, it's awesome. Um, the guitar work and it's kind of sounds like um, Fleetwood Mac in a little bit in a way, you know. So we've got like uh, Willow before that and Willow mm -hmm. is a straight country song. Great. I mean, you can line dance to it. I do in my kitchen. There you go. Awesome. <laughs> well, if you can dance to your own music, that's that's a good indication that you're you're enjoying what you're doing. Yeah. Um. And then what else? Joan of Arc is that an older one or is that a newer yes, one? Yes, that's an older one too. Um, actually, that that was the title track of the first album that Jim and I did together. So Joan is this? So is the re re-recording of it mm -hmm. okay so what did you do differently this time around compared to the original recording of it mainly um we kept a lot of it but uh, the the sound is just so much better um i'm not a technician or anything like that so i don't know what equipment he used if he was here he could tell you yeah but the it, the sound is just amazing, like compared to the other, the older songs, you know. How many years difference is oh. it between the original and this one? Hmm. That came out in 2010. Okay. So we're looking at over 10 years yeah. of technology advancement between then and now. Yeah, exactly. Great. Yeah. Awesome. Um, let's see here. Looking at my questions. I mean, last time you were here, you were on, we kind of talked about um, local scene attitude. So if people want to hear what you thought about that, they can go back and listen to the original mm -hmm. um, interview that we did back in September of 2020. Mm -hmm. um, so you also talked about perf um, probably performing at some upcoming venues, hopefully. What mm -hmm. are some of the venues that you're hoping to go out and perform at? Oh, they're probably going to be smaller ones. I like smaller ones where, you know, it's real intimate. Um, you know, John Seeger, right? Yeah. We were talking about maybe doing a house party at his house. He has like a concerts there sometimes. Okay. And uh, the, the place in Jefferson, what's that called? Um, I can't think of it right now. There's a, a good songwriting place. Um, but I can't think of the name. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's not on my radar yet. Yeah. Because I'm already writing the next album. Oh, well, then let's talk about that too. What's <laughs> uh, what's your mindset for this one? Well, just uh, whatever comes out of me. Like I have two 
two new songs so far. Okay. And what that are I wrote since the first of the year. Okay. So these are brand new 2022 songs that you're writing. Mm-hmm. And what are, what's the concept between each one of those songs? What's the idea, the topic? Um, well, the first one is called First Kiss. And it's a story again about this rodeo guy in, in the Southwest. And he, he does the rodeo circuit, you know, and then this young girl kind of gets to know him through his sister relationship. And uh, eventually <laughs> it's, it's kind of, you know, you got to listen to the whole story. Right. Eventually, you know, at the end is like uh, a girl can never forget her first kiss. Cool. It's and what a about really the sweet romantic song? Yeah. And what about the second song? Uh, second one is going to be, it's not quite finished yet. I have to tweak the words. I usually write it and then I think about the lyrics for a few weeks to see if they're exactly what I want. So that's the stage I'm at with that. And that's, I'll see, how would you call that? It's kind of like a love song. Okay. I write a lot about love. <laughs> Nothing I, wrong with that. I consider myself an expert. <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> and what what makes you think you're an expert on it? Um, just a lot of time and different experiences, you know. I've learned a lot of things about about love and um how to really love somebody. You know, and do you have any maybe, advice for anybody that's out there trying to tread the water? Oh boy, no, I've never had that problem. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I could never be one of those people that go on the, those dating sites. Yeah, I I just think they're strange. But I know a lot of young people. That's the only way they can meet someone nowadays. And yeah. So if it works for them, that's fine, but it's not for me. Everybody finds it differently. It's, yeah. They'll eventually find it. Work-life balance. I know we talked about this last time, but let's do a, a review on this. How are, is it still easy for you to balance it, or is it still a struggle for you? You mean work and life? Yeah. Um, no, you know, I I don't work anymore. <laughs> I'm retired. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> and so um, I have plenty of time. I don't, I'm pretty happy. I'm, I'm at a happy stage in my life right now. And I guess I got it better than a lot of people. Um, I used to play out three times a week when I worked full time um, at the Shorewood schools. Okay. And uh Somehow I was able to do it, but I was younger then. You you need that energy, you know, to to go like that, rehearsals and playing out and right. But it it worked for me for quite a while. I had the Peggy James band back then. Okay. And was the balance still able to? Were you still able to do the balancing between life and and work, or was it more of a struggle back then? It was tough i mean because i had you know i was raising some kids too and i wanted to be with them they were my number one thing in my life and right uh, so i always gave plenty of that but it's hard for like a single mom to be a musician and then you have to work a full-time job 
Um, but I could do it at that time because I was very determined. Right. You got to have that determination for sure. Yeah. And um, did your kids become musicians as well or they do a different path? One of my daughters is a musician. She okay. plays a lot of different instruments and uh, she records her own songs. She writes her own songs. And my son is, uh, he plays guitar, but he mainly just dabbles in it, you know, okay. for fun. Nothing wrong with that either. Yeah. Um, what, looking forward, like in the next five to 10 years, is there any like really big things that you want to do with music in the next five to 10 years? Mm, I don't know. I don't really, um, I kind of just go along and see how I feel, you know, after I record and no, I guess I don't look ahead too much. Going through your whole career as a musician, is there a gig or a couple gigs that have made a big impression on you and why they did that either, either as a musician, as an audience member, or even both. Hmm. Um, well, I was always about the words, um, more than the music. Like a lot of times people, they listen and they, they know the tune and stuff, but I'll say, well, do you hear those lyrics? You know? <laughs> well, no, I didn't really listen to those. <laughs> <laughs> So I was always about the words, and I, I really liked uh, songwriters that sing their own stuff. That really got me inspired. Okay. And, you know, I was a big Dylan fan and, you know, different artists, uh, Joni Mitchell and Bonnie Raitt, you know, just that kind of connection. Uh, I had to have the connection between the singer and was the writer, too. Okay. And um, as far as gigs go, I um, my favorite gig was playing South by Southwest. When was that? Uh, that was uh, probably in 1996. I okay. went down there with a band, and we had we played at the La Zona Rosa in Austin, and it was a big club, and it was just a blast too. That was probably one of my most fun gigs there. And uh, I did, uh, I played in Nashville several times, like three times I went down there. Okay. And uh, I played at the Bluebird Cafe and nice. listened to all the songwriters down there. And uh, my, um, most of my friends were also songwriters. So we kind of feed each other. You know, like John Seeger just did a new album. Okay. And so he gives it to me and then I listen to it and I really get inspired. He's a great writer too. He's one yeah. of my best friends in music. That's fantastic. I mean, yeah, he is definitely one of the Wisconsin musicians that does great stuff for, for the music community for sure. Yeah. yeah. Is there anything that I haven't asked you yet that you wanted to talk about? Oh, there's one song we didn't talk about. Okay, let's talk about that. This new album is called Best in Me. Okay. And um, I like this song because it talks about a relationship that, and I, I would wish that everyone would have a relationship like this, but it's about this person who brings out the best in me, right? And I think a, the best relationship someone can have 
And I guess this would be advice for anyone who wants to, you know, have a new relationship is if they bring out the best in you, that's, that's one to hold on to because um, there's so many relationships in this world that are, you know, they're not very good and Mm -hmm. they don't, help the other person to become the best that they could be. I hear you on that. It's like, um, yeah, it's like they bring, either they're going to bring out something in your personality that's really good, or you're in a relationship where it brings out the not so good part of your, of your personality. Yeah. It's, and, it's, and, and sometimes you have to be mature for that to, to find that. Absolutely. You have to be... When I was young, I I didn't know what I was doing so much, and you know. Yeah, maybe- I don't think a lot of us knew what we were doing when we were a lot younger. <laughs> <laughs> we just hope for the best at that age. Hopefully, that it turns out the way we want it to turn out. Yeah. <laughs> So 
what else can I ask you? Is, um, so is there like an instrument that you would really want to learn how to play? If I could start over again? Yeah. <laughs> uh, probably I would love to play the violin. I love the violin. Cool. Very cool. We usually have Anna Vafai come from Buffalo, New York to play on our songs. And she's, she's really good. She just doesn't even have to practice the song. She hears it and she knows exactly what to do on the spot. It's amazing. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, there. Yeah. So I would, I would like to learn violin and probably the banjo because I played banjo for about a year and a half when I was in my twenties and I got pretty good, but then we had to sell the banjo for rent. So uh. <laughs> <laughs> it was a great banjo. Um, what's on your playlist right now? Who are you listening to? That's kind of inspiring you. Um, I like to listen to local musicians. Um, I like to listen to people who write songs and, um, I don't listen to a lot of music every day because I've got these melodies in my head and I'm always thinking of another song and sometimes it, it uh, just, you know, it bottles it up. Like, right. Um, so I like to have silence, believe it or not. And I don't even listen to the radio when I'm driving. I like to think. I, I, be I in can touch with myself. You know? Yeah. I, I can see that where, Otherwise, the noise kind of clouds where your mind wants to go musically sometimes. Yeah. Um, is there someone that you listen to that people would be surprised that you listen to their music? Hmm. Um, I'm surprised. Well, I like gospel music, too. I like the old-time gospel. Yeah. You know, I'll Fly Away, uh, th that kind of thing. Uh, and I like uh, people say that I'm kind of a hick because <laughs> okay. I can write really good hick songs. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. So I like bluegrass, and uh, you know, on that other album that I wrote, um, there was in one ear and out the other. Okay, and uh, nothing in between, and so I wrote a couple of bluegrass songs on that album. Cool. Very cool. Yeah. Have you ever thought about doing an album dedicated to just one genre? I have thought about it. Yeah. I, well, I have this one guy on Facebook and he said, he asked me this question. I'm not going to say who it is, but he said, Peggy, have you left country? <laughs> <laughs> and like he was all sad about it. Oh. I said, no, I haven't left country, but I just like to, experiment with all kinds of genres yeah definitely. and so but my root is i could write a whole album of country songs really easily and i was thinking of doing that that would be cool yeah i think because sometimes when you focus on just one genre it can go either way either it can you know pigeonhole you or it can just open up a new door or a new way of creating for what's going to come after it Exactly. It, it makes it more difficult if there's just the songs are all over the map, you know, 
But this last album, we thought, oh, how are we going to fit all these songs in to make one album? But they just happened to fit. They fit together really well. And we were like, wow, it actually does fit like an album. And, you know, Gary said that too. Gary. Yeah. Wonderful. Awesome. Very awesome. (laughs) Anything else that we can talk about before I let you go? Hmm. Well, I'm just going to keep writing, singing, and uh, maybe uh, I'll have a show coming up. Great. Um, Where can they find you and your music? Peg on Facebook at Peg James Musician. (laughs) Peg James Musician. Okay. Is that the only place they can find you online is just on Facebook? Yeah, I don't have a website. Okay. Are you on Bandcamp? No. Okay. And where can they buy where can they buy their music cuz I don't think Facebook sells music off their site. No, no, it's digitally uh available on all the sites like Spotify um which has a bad name right now. But um, you know, uh, Amazon, Apple. Okay. So it's, it's all on yeah, through CD Baby is what I usually go through, and then they they uh, put it up on all the digital sites. Gotcha. Okay. And you can also buy a CD through CD Baby, um, but also my CDs are on eBay. Oh, okay. Is it and what's the is it still under Peggy James Music on eBay? Yes, Peggy okay. James. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, Peggy, thank you so much for being on the Wisconsin Music Podcast again. It was a pleasure. At least we it was actually to see, be able to see you this time. Last time we just did it over the phone. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for having me. It, was, it was a pleasure. Thank you. Have a great night. You too. Bye. Bye. It's such a nice conversation talking with Peggy. I hope you enjoyed that conversation and you enjoyed the music and you go and listen to her music and purchase it on or listen to it on streaming sites out there. Next week, it, my guest will be Ben Mulwana. He is a Uganda-born and raised artist residing in Wisconsin. He released his debut EP, Wano Nawi, W-A-N-O-N-A-A-W-E, hopefully I pronounced that correctly, back in June of 2019. So... Tune in next week to hear that great interview with Ben. If you're interested in being on the Wisconsin Music Podcast, I have a guest request form on the website, wisconsinmusicpodcast.com. Just go there. You'll see it in the upper left-hand corner. And basically all you're going to do is give me, send in your name and your email, and I'll get back to you. If you're interested in me working with you on your recording project, either as a producer, a recording engineer, mixing engineer or any combination of those three let me know at ztfstudio at gmail.com have a great week everybody and play music 